1: You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: It's Boomer and Geo on the fan and the CBS Sports Network.
3: For the built of forward Tough Studio, Boomer Esiason, Greg Gianani, it's Boomer and Geo on the fans, simulcast across the country on CBS Sports Network and wherever you are with the free Odyssey app that I read is going to be subscription-based soon. Did you see that? <laughs> oh, it's for another day anyway. It just popped into my head. I didn't plan on saying that, but when I said free Odyssey app, I was like, I think I saw that yesterday. Uh, anyway, Jim Harbaugh, back in the NFL. And I know he's a strange guy, and I know that a lot of weird stuff was going on in Michigan, and he was suspended twice in a season, and he's just got lots of stuff surrounding him, that Jim Harbaugh, and it didn't work out for him the first time in San Francisco because he didn't win that Super Bowl, and he got in that big fight with Trent Baalke, the general manager, but I will say that Jim Harbaugh now, at this point in his life, after winning a national championship in Michigan and coming back, to the nfl is very much like pete carroll leaving usc after winning championships and going to the seattle seahawks and what did he do he won a super bowl and i think jim harbaugh eventually is going to get justin herbert and this team right there again a tremendous hire the best one of the offseason so far for me so does bill belichick Jump in? Does he wait a
4: year?
5: Or is this going to be Harbaugh's offseason? Good morning, Boomer. How are you? I'm doing great there, G. And, uh, you know, listen, you're going to be suspended by the NCAA. You got two investigations going on. You wanted immunity in your contract. Uh, I think this is the worst kept secret. Thank you, Al. It's the worst kept secret in uh, the offseason thus far in the NFL. He is a great coach. I will not doubt I will not uh dispute that. I think he's going to be great for Justin Herbert. I think he's going to be great for the Chargers. I think it gives them at least a presence now uh with a coach that has a, you know, a, a winning track record and whatever fan base they have. I I think they should be excited about that. He's going to be in a division that has Sean Payton and Andy Reid in it. The other coach obviously is Antonio Pierce over there at the Raiders. So, uh, you know, in the coaching you know matchups. I mean, he's got his hands full. Sure, and he'll have his hands full for, for at so least four will they, games. and they will too. And uh, and of course, he'll try to get the best out of the quarterback. He'll be unrelenting. He is not going to be all that flexible. Uh, and again, another college coach leaving because of what is going on in college and the crap that they have to put up with. Um, and I think most uh, Michigan fans are probably really disappointed. I think most Michigan fans probably wanted to. Uh, Keep him and we're hoping that he was going to stay. Uh, But I think that uh, it also came out that Michigan was willing uh, to put that immunity clause in there that if somehow some way he was going to get suspended for an extended period of time or or whatever it was the penalty was going to be that that would not be a fireable offense.
3: Yes, which, I mean, I would imagine that that was going to be the case anyway, unless something horrible came out about him in this cheating scandal that was really bad where they had no choice. But, I mean, he won the national championship at Michigan. He's a Michigan man. They were going to keep him there. No matter what. I mean, if you're telling me it's some football spying controversy, that's one thing. I mean, it was some sort of crazy off-the-field situation. Yeah, but he he could have gotten away with anything there when it comes to on the football field or gaining an edge. But he he's leaving because of the nonsense and the suspensions. He's not leaving because of the nil stuff. Because he was able to navigate his team to a national championship in that world. And he hasn't been there for that long. It's not like... Nick Saban, who had been coaching college football forever, and then things changed, and he's like, "Man, I, I can't Mike do this." Or Mike so, yeah, Kiszewski, all those right. guys, and Jay Wright. We've seen a, a ton of it. Um, uh, Roy Williams, as well, down in North Carolina. When you talk about college basketball, so this is a little bit different. He just, he just, this was. He's going to be sanctions. There is going to be stuff. They're going to come after him. They suspended him twice. I don't need this
5: crap. Perfect time. Let me get out of here. And you won the national championship.
3: <laughs> and you won the national championship, going out on top. And oh, by the way. The team that's got Justin Herbert as the quarterback is available. It's in LA. I get, know the West Coast. I've coached down there
5: before. Perfect. And you get to bring your own GM with you. Yeah. So basically they get I think he gave the Chargers a list of three or four guys who he has got some sort of relationship one with, and one of them is one of the guys here that works with the Giants. Um and uh, you know, he, he John Schmelk. Eh, crazy. crazy. No. Unbelievable. Uh but anyway but anyway, but anyway I, I just think that It was like we knew that it was a match made in heaven. Yeah, yeah. And he got a five-year deal from the Chargers. Um, He usually, because he grinds and because he has expectations, he usually wears out his welcome in certain places. Yeah. Because he is so demanding. Now, here's the thing. Like, I always tell you, one of the reasons why I believe Bill Belichick has not been hired yet is because of what the Atlanta building internally is like. And all those leaks that are coming out of there now are people that are trying that are in self-preservation mode. You know, they're trying to save their their um, their jobs, trying to save their jobs because they know Bill Belichick, a demanding head coach in this league, who's been to the Super Bowl nine times, goes into that owner's office and says, hey, you know, nice to see you. Good to talk to you again. Blah, 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 blah. Owner says, what do you think we need to win? Well, the first thing we need to do is clear out the building because he's demanding. He's a head coach. He knows what it takes. He wants to control the building. This is why a lot of these coordinators and lesser known coaches get hired because they're not nearly as demanding when they go in because they don't know what the demand. They don't know what they're stepping into. They don't know what the building is like. They don't know who, you know, is the assistant GM. They don't know who uh, you know, the business manager is. They don't, they don't know any of those people. And sometimes those people are the people that are pulling the team down and you don't even know that. Because uh, you're so focused in on being a head coach and trying to get the best out of your team on the field, that there are other people pulling against you within the building, and that's why a a head coach of the stature of Bill Belichick is so hard to hire. Same thing with uh, Jim Harbaugh. This this thing, I think it was we all felt like it was going to happen, but Jim Harbaugh's agent had to make sure he was getting assurances from the Spanos family, the owners of the Chargers, that they could meet the demands that Jim would want. And it's not only his contract that he wants. He wants a, a certain amount of money for assistant coaches. He wants to hire as many coaches as he can, and he wants to give them the best you know uh, contract that he could possibly give. So the owners not only are just hiring the coach, but they also are dealing with a guy who knows what it takes to win, not only in the NFL, but of course in college. Same thing he was doing in Michigan. Hey, I need $160 million for a new weight room. Yeah, of course. Hey, guess what? They got it. The,
3: they, they would get everything that he wanted, and obviously they reaped the benefits of that. Another thing with Belichick I do think that is at play. Like, Let's just say that Bill Belichick and Tom Brady left New England at the same time, and Belichick was available the same time Brady was. None of this stuff would have been going on. Someone would have hired Bill Belichick now. It would have been three years prior, so it would have been three years younger. You wouldn't have seen what happened after Tom Brady left. And people would have said, screw it. I don't care who's in my building, whatever. Bill Belichick is the guy. And I think that after what you saw them be so terrible, him hire Joe Judge and Matt Patricia (laughs) to run the offense, to be one of the worst teams in football this last year, it's like, uh, see Tom Brady go win a Super Bowl. There's definitely a little bit of bloom that came off the rose in the last couple of years without Tom Brady, whereas I feel like if he were available a couple of years ago,
5: it would been like, boom,
3: done, here, hire who you want. I don't care. Guys like Rich McKay can go
5: screw. No. Uh, it, it's hard to hire a coach of Bill Belichick's stature. It's just hard. It's hard because there are demands that you don't understand that I don't understand. None of us understand. And, you know, he's in there and he's talking and I'm sure his agent is talking to whoever is representing the Falcons. And, you know, there's there's a lot of stuff that goes on. It's not just a contract for the individual coach. There's so much other stuff that has to be agreed upon. And you have to make sure that you clearly understand what you're getting and what he is stepping into. And that's why it's it's never just easy. Like, we all would have thought, like, I'll go get Bill Belichick. How could you lose if you don't? Well, let me just tell you something. There's a lot that goes into hiring him. And it's it's not like hiring Brian Callahan from the Bengals. It's not like hiring Ben Johnson from the Lions. It's not like hiring Bobby Slowick from the Texans or Raheem Morris from the Rams or Antonio Pierce, who basically uh, caught lightning in a bottle and the players love him. It's It's a completely different set of circumstances. This is... This is like hiring Bill Parcells, like when when he left the uh, the Patriots, to come to the Jets. You remember all of that? Of course, like, all that like it took forever, like to figure it all out and everything. And yeah, I mean it's the same thing, and it's it maybe even worse now, just simply because of of his success and and everything that he has done in his career, and it would give a team a, a legitimate shot, immediate credibility, especially if they had the right quarterback down down there. The question is, is Arthur Blank? willing to clean out some of the stuff that Bill doesn't want down there. But That's if you think really that he's the greatest to. coach ever, do. and don't you deal with some of that stuff? I mean, this is my point. That you know, I feel- Not all of his Super Bowls were won by Tom Brady. I mean, some of these uh, defensive performances they put up like against the Rams and Jared Goff, I mean, there was one, I think, long uh, completion to... Uh, Rob Gronkowski that kind of opened the game a little bit for the New England Patriots but that defense just completely shut down the Rams offense. No, I remember and
3: it was I was actually at that game it was a CBS Super Bowl. It was down in Atlanta because uh because it was a CBS Super Bowl we were there. So yeah, I I remember it vividly and I do think he's the greatest coach I've ever seen. So I'm just I. trying to figure out a I'm just trying to figure out a reason why other than like I if I'm an owner. That's the but reason here's or, the I thing, I gave you the reason. No, I why. know, but but here but for me if I'm an owner And I guess they don't think like this. If I'm an owner and I think he's the greatest coach of all time and is is someone that still has a lot left in him and is going to try to go for the coaching record, I don't give a rat's ass who's in the building. You're telling me that I'm going to hire Bobby Slowick over this guy? Like, I'll wipe out the whole building in a second. This is big business. Winning is the only thing that matters. I don't care about anything. The ruthless word you always throw around. Like, what? What? Well
5: that's I, what it should I, be.
3: I, what do I care about any schmuck that's in here? We've been failing for the last how many years?
5: Six. Bring him in. Six years of a losing record for the Falcons. So like close. They've been close. They're close to five hundred. I mean, they get I'll close. Deal with all his nonsense. Yeah, I, I would too if I were an owner. That's the thing. If I if I were the owner and I want like uh just uh you know, add water and, and mix it up and let it go, I, I would definitely do it. But it's still a very, very, I, I mean, it, when he comes in, it's like a tornado. And he, just like Jim Harbaugh going to L.A. Like I told you, L.A. had an open building. Yeah, like They didn't have a GM. This was the ownership that was hiring Jim Harbaugh and really trying to do it in conjunction with Jim Harbaugh. So Jim Harbaugh could bring in a GM that he could work with. Kind of like Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch out in San Francisco. And by the way, the brain drain for the San Francisco 49ers over the last three years, like from their scouting in front office and all these other guys getting, you know, GMs like Adam Peters down in Washington. Sure. You think about the amount of people that they have lost. Like, it's it's remarkable the success that they've had and all the people that are now given opportunities to go try to replicate that somewhere else that are coming out of that front office. Of course, the Jets
3: got the worst one.
5: Well, it's not, I'm not talking about coaching. I'm talking but about still, front office people. I mean, but coaches too. It's it, that they got brains too. Yeah, coaches, but I, front you know, office everybody. But I'm just talking about the brain drain from the front office. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. But I do know that uh, you know that everybody else is still in play. Other guys are still in play. Other guys are still uh, you know uh, uh, going through their interview process. We, we we may find out something next week, depending on who wins these championship games. I'll tell you one. One of the guys that I really do like, and the more that I watch, and the more that I see, and the more that I listen to his interviews going into this game, is the defensive coordinator for the Ravens, Mike McDonald. He's another one that really has a presence, and it comes off really, really top notch. The question is, does somebody want a defensive coach? Yeah, and and it
3: has it's it's worked in different places. Obviously, we've seen a couple defensive coaches already. Uh, be hired, and Gerard Mayo and Antonio Pierce getting elevated. So it's not a foreign concept these days. But I do think that most owners, if given the opportunity and all things are equal, they would rather take the young offensive mind and hope that it turns into the next Sean McVay than try to go with a defensive guy. Unless, I mean, D'Amico Ryan's had a ton of success, but he's going to lose his offensive coordinator. He, he was a he defensive may, guy in his first year.
5: Yes. He so. may lose him. He may not. I thought he was going to go to the Tennessee Titans. I thought for sure he was going to go to the Tennessee Titans, but they decided to go with Brian Callahan. Well, similar son of situation, Bill, right? Son similar of Bill, guy. Son of Bill Callahan. And also, you know, obviously around the Cincinnati Bengals and their offense and Zach Taylor, it's another kind of extension of Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan, all of that group of guys. Mm-hmm. So, and, and Sloak, is, Sloak is in that group. And uh, and I would just say that, you know, he's, he's definitely going to be looked at. I mean, Atlanta is going from a potential of hiring Bill Belichick and just lighting everything on fire to hiring one of these coordinators who are going to have to come into a building where everybody else preserved their job.
3: Now, people people forget about this a couple years ago, but I don't forget about this a couple years ago. So Jim Harbaugh was in the Vikings facility interviewing for their head coaching job two years ago. And who is he talking to? He was told family and who else? And the general manager there, who, who was, was Quessy Adolfo Mensah, who was oh. still there at general manager. Okay. All right. So he, Jim Harbaugh, is there. I'm thinking he's going to walk out of that building with a job. Mm-mm. And he's going to go back to Michigan. And he's going to say, sorry, pack up his stuff and stay there. Now, they ended up hiring Kevin O'Connell, who's been fine. But... I was devastated because I've always been a Jim Harbaugh guy. I remember coming in here and being so pissed off about it, saying this guy was going to change the franchise, everything else. It's very Viking-like. That's the exact feeling that the Falcon fan is going to have exactly. if they don't hire Bill Belichick and they hire... some Now, Kevin O'Connell's not been a bad coach. Actually, I like the guy. But he's not Jim Harbaugh. He's never going to be Jim Harbaugh. And whoever the Falcons hire, chances are they're never going to be Bill Belichick or even anything close. So that fan base immediately is going to be
5: deflated... If they go with coordinator X as opposed to Hall of Famer. Yeah. So here's the thing about that Jim Harbaugh Viking thing. Uh, He had not won a college football championship yet with Michigan. Right. Um, I think they had lost what? They're all these games to Ohio Ohio State State, right, and all this other stuff. So he had a lot of unfinished business to do at Michigan. And I'm sure he was also using this as leverage against Michigan and his contract and contract for uh, his assistant coaches. So uh, and I also believe that he probably went in there and said, "Look, you know, you want me? Then I got to redo all of this." You know, that, that's why he never got hired because the Wolf family. This is what I believe. I don't, I don't have any inside information regarding this, but I believe that the Wolf family said, "No, no, 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 wait, you know, we're not ready for this." But the Spanos family is. And the Spanos family, you know, was sitting in that stadium out there, they need a presence. They went down this coordinator road a couple times. It didn't work out for them. Uh, now they need somebody to go in there and become, you know, the face of the franchise and get the most out of their quarterback that they just gave a $250 million contract to. And that is right. So it makes, it makes total sense for me. And I think all of us felt anybody who's covered the NFL or just a fan of the NFL knew that Jim, Har was gonna, Jim Harbaugh was going to end up there.
3: Yeah, and he is the biggest chip to fall, the biggest domino to fall, rather, uh, so far in this hiring cycle. And Bill Belichick, all eyes on him next. Boomer and Gio on the fan and CBS Sports Network. Talk to Jerry just a couple of minutes. Just getting started on this Thursday morning.
2: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
3: Hi, Boomer and GL on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. Jerry and I have very similar shirts on today. It's almost the exact same one. They're close. Very close. Same type of style. Yeah. You've got the button towards the top, the hood, the gray. He just has some it's slightly different horizontal stripes yeah. on it, where I do not, um, but is uh, very similar, uh, laughably, comically. <laughs> <Yeah.
5: laughs> He's and anthem. Similar? Is that why? Yeah, they they're both they're both yeah, tremendously yeah. uh,
3: wonderful, comfortable flag and anthem pieces. Yes,
5: and it kind of reflects the day outside—a little gray, a little rainy.
6: Yeah, on Chilly. TV, it really looks ridiculous, Jerry. <laughs> I mean, this is what I was thinking. I'll, I'll tell you what. I will put my... Um, I have a lacrosse jersey on outside. I'll put nah, that No, you me. don't need to do that. If it's fine. Like. Wait a
5: You have a lacrosse jersey They sent on? them
6: to all of us, yes. Oh, the
5: Riptide? Yes. Oh, yeah, the Riptide. Yeah, they're great. The big old <laughs> Riptide jersey yeah. you're going to put on? on? I, if you'd like, I will do that so we don't look ridiculous. Nah, it's all right. I mean, they're different they're different. They are different. Uh, styles. When I mean, you no, go to that shot is... of
3: all of us, though, it looks like... You know, we are part of some cult, and you're our leader. You know what I'm saying? I'm Like, look at, this. like look at this. Yeah, like you wear the black sweatshirt, yeah. the rest yeah. of us wear the right. gray sweatshirt. I was going to
6: say, we put these on these two guys. Oh, yeah. be
5: so strange. I'll tell you what, we love what, I love what Al's wearing. Oh, yeah. Al's He's got, got his that uh, navy green. He's got K-juice. Yeah. A little bit of K-juice. So he looks good in there. Looks really thin, though. Is that, is that like a medium? Really this is a medium, yeah. Oh, yeah. Medium.
6: I was another couple pounds away from going to adult small. Getting a few Are you really? It, actually, no. I think
3: a couple, couple <laughs> no, pounds away. A lot
6: of mediums no. don't even fit me. I'm happy this one fits.
3: Okay. Mediums meaning too big? No, too small. Oh, okay. Mm. I was gonna say
5: that would be. Well, that's a man's medium. That's correct. You are a man. I am. Styled, definitely.
3: Yes. <laughs> so much. So that he's watching mechanic instagram reels yeah to find out about uh what head nozzles or
6: something head, yeah, gaskets. head gaskets head gaskets why are you
5: looking at head gaskets
6: and it just shows up in my instagram feed these guys that work at uh as auto mechanics and they go around they ask them different questions about cars isn't it pretty interesting and you're worried about head gaskets? well they said what's good what goes wrong with subarus they all answered separately head gaskets so i'm like now i'm gonna have a head Subaru gasket has problem. a head gasket problem yeah okay. evidently
3: See all the stuff you miss when you don't listen to the warm-up show? All these things. (laughs) I mean, I don't know. It's like it's a a routine for me. I need to know what's going on in their lives, and I bring it to you. And then you're as surprised as me to hear these
5: things.
6: I'm always surprised, too.
5: (laughs) You're there every single day.
6: Yeah, pretty much. You
5: know why? Because Al is very observant. You know, that's the one thing I will say about you. Al's bored. I know, but (laughs) he's very observant. Like, he sees things, and then... He will he will think of something and then figure out how you can guys can have a conversation with it. It's, it's a lot of Larry David and Al. Sure, I like, try to avoid sports. Like you see things, like you see <laughs> things differently than most other people. That's well, the just point.
6: annoyed by things. That's
5: all. Yeah, but you react to them differently. Yes, I mean we're annoyed a lot, but we don't always verbalize it like you do. I do. I definitely do. I complain verbally all day long. Yeah, I, I mean, yes, you're a pessimist. I don't know why, but hey,
3: just the way, I don't know, just the way, it's this area, you know what I'm right. saying, during this time. I'm not like that in the summertime. I'm the happiest son of a bitch you ever been around. I'm paying, I'm that,
5: smiling, I'm doing stuff. That's why, like, a guy, like, you could play for a coach like Coach Todd Bowles. Todd Bowles? You could, you could. Why Todd Bowles? Just because of like what happened in Detroit this past weekend, like how they screwed up the clock at the end of the game, both Dan Campbell and Todd Bowles. But Todd yeah. Bowles said, "You know the game's over." <laughs> I'm like, "No, it's not. It's never over. It's never over until it has all zeros up there, man."
3: Yeah. Well, he was wrong about that for sure. I don't. I don't want to
5: play. Mean, these are in divisional round playoff games, man. It's never over. That is correct. I don't care what the how. I, it doesn't happen often. But we saw it happen in Kansas City against the Buffalo Bills. It doesn't happen often, but it does happen. And anything can happen. You now, I went back and I saw uh, the when Jim Harbaugh got signed by the Chargers, they, they had some of his highlights as a player out there. And one of the highlights was when he was the quarterback of the Colts in the AFC Championship game against the Steelers. Yeah, that was 1995. Right, and he threw the Hail Mary. Hail Mary. And was in the booth doing the game with uh, McGuire. Yeah. And I forget who the uh, – uh, was it Emberg? Was it Emberg? Or, uh, it might have been Emberg. Anyway, and Phil thought the ball was caught. And the officials on the field, and this was no replay at the time, You know, basically yeah. ruled uh, incomplete. And when you go back and you look at that play, you realize how close that was to the Steelers losing that game.
3: I bet you I know who the – do you talk about the sideline guy during those games? The AFC sideline guy in those big games back in the day. Uh, It was was it was it CBS or was it he was NBC NBC so NBC Will McDonough Mm. Sean's dad. Oh wow, that's probably who it was. I remember Will McDonough doing all those big Steeler AFC championship games back in the day, and he was (laughs) uh, these memories. I don't know where the hell I get them. He was friendly with the offensive coordinator at the time, Ron Earhart. Yeah, and Will McDonough with his Boston accent. Between before every game was like I spoke to Ronnie Hot, and I remember doing that as a kid, <laughs> <laughs> like watching these games go Ronnie Hot, I spoke to Ronnie Hot. So now that all of this is coming back to me, yes, okay. Because I grew up with a with a friend who was a big Steeler fan, which is funny that you know, years later going to Pittsburgh and Marin is Steeler fan. But I remember those games, the Chargers ninety four championship game that they lost. Yep. And the Steelers 95 championship game that they won and then lost to the Cowboys after that. I remember those vividly. Talk to Coach Carr about it tonight. I'll bring up all the Mm. the terrible memories. No, you're not.
5: No, you're not. Be like, remember Alfred
3: (laughs) Papunu of the Chargers? (laughs) Stan Humphreys? How'd you lose that game? That was terrible at Three Rivers. Pathetic. (laughs) Got any more cream spinach? Uh, (laughs) <laughs> bring it all
6: up
5: you know what no no we're not gonna bring it, it all no, up no we're tonight. not no we're
6: not uh all right jerry what's going on over there we were brought to you by town fair tire nobody beats Town fair tire nobody so you're saying it's never over oh, you're talking about harbaugh whatever uh it's over in philadelphia as we know uh nick Siriani and uh, howie roseman did meet the media yesterday there's a little bit of a theme here with sirianni as he talks about goals going
0: forward some of the things that we want to do um, as a team is you know growing in a lot of different areas uh, and growing you know some of the guys that have been in here with me for the have been there for, with me for a while so it's about coming up with fresh ideas and um, and doing some things different
6: and so we got to grow and we need fresh ideas as he continues
0: it's now about uh, bringing in fresh ideas. Um, Some different thoughts than, than, than what a lot of the guys, you know, sometimes when you're with a group of guys, like we've been together for three years, that group of guys. But in addition to that, you know, it was a couple of the other guys that I've been with for, for, for multiple years as well. Um, And so we just wanted to, to bring in some fresh ideas.
6: Fresh ideas. <laughs> what are you really looking for? He should run for
5: office.
0: He has got to stop talking is what he's got to yeah, do. Yeah, he doesn't exactly. stop. Yeah, well, a few other people should stop talking too.
6: What are you really looking for, coach?
0: There's going to be things that whoever the, the new coordinator is, there's going to be things that, you know, they bring that are going to be, com- you know, fresh ideas for us. <laughs> oh my god.
5: <laughs> so, uh, they're bringing in uh, Vic Fangio with the fresh ideas, right?
6: I, th- I mean, that's the rumor. I don't know if right. that's a done deal. He left the Dolphins, so I yeah. suppose um Exactly what does he do? That was an interesting question that was posed to Sirianni by one Philadelphia media member.
0: The offensive coordinator is to be in
2: charge of the offense, and the defensive coordinator is going to be in charge of the defense. What is your role then? to be? The head coach. <laughs> what a stupid question. <laughs> I, I, really I agree. I totally
6: agree. I mean, you know. Uh, <laughs> what would you say? you do here <laughs> <laughs> now <laughs> what was interesting watching this and i don't know if he was jealous that all the questions are going to nick sirianni at one point howie roseman's like hey
1: guys it, let, me, let me answer a question let me let me take one wow <laughs> let me Can get I in talk here to me, hello, save I'm this here. doofus from this pig
6: roasting that's going on right now wow <laughs> and that's only for me going through six minutes of a 35 minute press conference <laughs> <laughs> Pretty funny. Um, Sunday at 3, you got the Chiefs and the Ravens, of course, in the AFC title game. Here is Lamar Jackson. Have got to take advantage of this opportunity with a really good team in front of them.
4: We can't overshadow what's in front of us right now. Not at all. You know, those guys are um, the former, former Super Bowl champions. And... To be a champion, you got to go through a champion, you know? So th- that's pretty much the mindset.
6: And those champions are the Chiefs. And to get to Baltimore, Kansas, City had a win in Buffalo, as we know. Now, Travis Kelsey, one of these touchdowns last week, gave the whole heart symbol. Everybody thought it was to Taylor Swift. I still think it is. Here is how he described it, though, on his new Heights podcast that was actually for the Bills fans.
5: I had to spread the love, baby. You always got to spread that love, baby. There we go. There we go. There was a lot of hate pulling up to that stadium, man. A lot of... Understand, understand. Yeah, it's a football game. It's supposed it's to be a football game. The Bills yeah. coming into their house, they want to make it rowdy.
6: Did it get a little disrespectful? One thousand percent. All right. So his brother asked, "Well, how exactly? What were they doing and saying? Some things were said about the family. Some pretty inappropriate things were said
5: about uh, Pat Mahomes. It was uh, it was pretty whack. So that's what it was. Spreading the love. Well, they also throw snowballs at you and everything else. They I do. I, I believe me, I lived that. Eddie and I lived and that Merrill together. Lades,
6: remember with Tom I, was, Brady? Uh,
5: not 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 a not a. Uh, <laughs> A, a warm welcome,
6: is it, Eddie? No. no. And as you were in the bus leaving, they were
5: throwing beer bottles at the bus. Yes, yeah. <laughs> that was the game. Was that was after almost we concussed? beat them twenty-one to nothing? No, that was the Bruce Smith. Oh, it was Bruce Smith one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> they were throwing beer bottles. At yes. The buses. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, they, get, uh, okay. they get a great. Uh, rep- they have a great reputation for being a very passionate fan base and a very charitable fan base. You know, the Bills Mafia, yeah, of and course. They, they raise money for different charities and different players. They play game for different day, teams they and are, things.
3: They're subhuman. Yes, <laughs> yes
5: exactly. <laughs> That's the way that it
3: is. We understand that. They jump on tables that are on fire. Did you see the one where the guy's ass caught fire and
6: they couldn't get it out? Yep. That was rough. Yeah, really tough. Like they're rolling around in the snow and the fire wasn't going yeah. out. Mm. These are three dead guys in Kansas City. Dude, that story is crazy. Yes, I did see that. That is awful. It has to be a
3: drug overdose situation.
6: Supposedly. And, well, I don't know about that. Maybe a sleeping pill, drug overdose, whatever. But they passed out in this guy's yard, and the guy did not know they were there. And the police say there was nothing funny by the homeowner. But the three guys?
5: All four guys got completely, it sounds like, snot-faced on something. And Gio and I were, you know thinking that there has to be some sort of fentanyl involved somewhere along the line. It's
3: just, it's everywhere. You see a lot of these terrible deaths. Just saw, I think, believe it was Dana Carvey's son died from a fentanyl oh, overdose. The,
5: pawns, uh, the Pawn Star guy, yes. his son died of a uh, fentanyl overdose, too. Yeah, so it's it's just, it's, it's an everywhere. epidemic right now. I mean, it's hard. i don't like to know what somebody's doing about it. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Do you you have any one? idea?
6: No, I don't. No? I, I
5: okay. don't.
6: Why not? Okay, I don't. Okay. <laughs> You do or you don't. I don't. You don't. Okay. I don't. Uh, Niners-Lions, of course, a Sunday at 6. Uh, NBA tonight, Knicks and Nuggets. You got Nikola Jokic coming in, and the Nets face the T-Wolves. That's on the fan at seven twenty. Yes, they still play in the NBA before you open your mouth. Uh, the Suns beat the Mavericks in Dallas, 132-109. to They're so, uh, like the
5: Washington Generals.
6: The Suns? No. The Suns have won, no, uh, the Nets. I think
5: it's now seven straight games. The Nets like the Washington Generals.
6: So the Mavericks, um, Luka Doncic in this game has, I forget what it was, 34 in the loss. In the third quarter, this game was in Dallas. He had a fan ejected. Now, the guy was a Suns fan, was one of, was wearing a Suns t-shirt. Hey, what is going on with these fans at these NBA games? So, Luca was asked about the incident after the game, and he wasn't happy with where the question came from.
4: Luca, what were you
0: frustrated about in the, end of the uh, second quarter when you got that tactical? Uh, I don't know. I saw you when you said about the fan you know that was not a true all that was not the only thing he said um, but I knew you would be the first one to to point out something like that
6: Yeah, <laughs> uh, so oh, there okay. was more than what he tweeted is basically what he's saying I'm not going to
0: say what he said but I knew you were going to be the first one to put out something like that so I just saw it man it's just funny you always seem to be the first one to put some bad stuff about me first of all 99% of the stuff I've written about you has been good uh, I don't know and I was sitting two rows
6: behind us. And so the guy was in the second row behind the press uh, table. And I guess he was riding them the entire first half. And then the third quarter, he had enough. Got him out. But apparently there's something between this guy and the reporter. Yeah. <laughs> We all know you are ass face.
4: <laughs> Everybody here
5: in here knows you are ass face. Stop
3: <laughs> it. Stop it.
5: There's always one ass <laughs> face in the crowd. Yeah, oh, yeah we right. all
6: know. Don't even trust. <laughs> ah, 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 ass face. <laughs> Devin Booker at 46 in the win. Kyrie Irving didn't play because <clears throat> of a thumb injury. Bucks beat the Cavaliers. Puss it up his ass? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think it was. Oh, God. the. Firing of Adrian Griffin after the Bucks win one twenty six one sixteen. This was Giannis. Uh, I had nothing to do with this. At times, they they make it
1: seem like it's the players are making the decision that this guy got traded because this he wanted him and he look like no. You know, I have a job. Like my job is to be the best version that I can be and try to lead this team to win
6: games that's like that's why i get paid yes i don't know if any of you actually said that's refreshing if that is true yes Yes. Yes. nobody believes him everybody thinks that he brought him in this coach and ironically enough
5: he probably is the type that wants hands off
6: but no one believes it because he's the superstar and And you're right yeah
5: and they get to play with the players that they want to play with or the front office will say who would you like to play with right try to acquire that guy yes boo. (laughs)
6: Got <laughs> kind of to like poo Poo, Poo, Poo. Uh, poo had 35-18-10 mm-hmm. in the win. College basketball at the Garden. Mink was in the building yesterday here. I saw he that. He was on with uh, BT and Sal. Then he went and did his game. Dingle, slide pass down, mid-post. Soriano. Puts it up and good. He was fouled and a chance for a three-point play. Joel
3: Soriano on a big-time role. Offensively, he has 18 and a
6: chance for another at the free-throw line. St. John's an easy hockey win. hockey <laughs> s- <laughs> 70-50 over Villanova. St. John's radio, uh, obviously, courtesy there. Joel Soriano finished with 21. Jordan Dingle, 12 off the bench. They are 13-7 and seven. with that win. He told a story yesterday, which all the years working with him, I never knew, that his briefcase that he uses for his games, he was given to by Donnie Walsh back in 1985, and he still uses it. And the reason Donnie Walsh gave him the bag was because Minko, a young buck reporter and announcer, put all of his uh, radio equipment in a like a, a shopping bag. Yep. It's I like knew a that super actually. Supermarket yeah. bag. He told me that story off the airs years ago. And yeah. Donnie Walsh felt bad for him. <laughs> because
3: I saw that briefcase. I was like, Mink, it's time for a new briefcase. Like, no, I will never get rid of this briefcase.
6: Uh, let me it. tell you
3: something. So it's like, there we go. Uh,
6: but uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. By the way, do you log how many games you do? Not if fi- I mean, I can give you a rough estimate, but I don't have an official number. I'd have to go look and see what I've missed.
3: Because I'm like, who is counting these games?
6: Yeah. He knows. Uh, last night was just 500th St. John's game.
3: Yeah, I know. But who's counting them? Is he counting them? Oh, I'm he, sure. And then he tells people. He might. To be like celebrated for it. Uh, I don't
5: think the SID over there at St. John's would be...
3: No, would I love that. St. John's, and I love Mick. I was just wondering, is someone counting his games? Yeah, I would he say the SID he or somebody. He, but he's no, counting, he but that but, means...
6: Right. Gee's point is, why would they know and make a note of his 500th game? Like, who knew? Did Mink it, tell them? He'll probably not like... He'll probably like, wow, oh, it's my 500th game. And, <laughs> no. I think it's the way it happened. Yeah, no one.
3: All the crap that's going on in a college basketball right. season. You think there's somebody who's going Minko
5: 495? No. <laughs> no, I don't. No, Minko's been. No, what I th- it. what I think is that in the off season, they they look at the schedule and then they try to marry up different uh, milestones that may happen. No. And that would be a milestone that would happen. I would think the SID. I Rick Pitino came in.
3: <laughs> right, Here's think- the
6: milestone. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Keeping track of how many games Minko's yeah, doing. Yeah, check their media guide to see if it'll say upcoming milestones. Yeah, I don't think that's. Hey, listen, man, oh, Mink I, definitely I mean, told somebody, and then someone did a nice thing for him. Correct. But I don't
6: think Mink did it to get the attention. He was just probably, probably like, just
3: bringing it up. Maybe right. even
6: said it to BT, and BT was like, well, "Oh, that's cool." And then he told somebody. And to. Brandon was the one yesterday with me. He's like, "You know what tonight is for for Minko, because otherwise I wouldn't have known." Not if Brandon didn't see it anywhere. Well, he does do games with. John. I know
5: that, but had did did Minko tell him Must or somebody have. else? I'm not sure it.
6: it's come up. I, was like, I, <laughs> I will tell you, like my partner Austin Johnson has asked me how many games I've done. So it does come
5: up. How many shows have we had? No friggin' clue. But, it's my point. I have no Al, idea. Many, I mean, I know years. Al, why don't you just start counting them right now and just From let us know by the end of the show? Yeah. Oh, all the shows that for that we've, we've done. Yeah,
6: <laughs> <laughs> but then think about like the, the vacations and everything else. And, right. I mean that's the and thing. you do miss even Minko has missed a game from time to time. Yeah, that's why mm-hmm. I was bringing it up with you because you do Rutgers. I'm like, do you are you tallying no. every game? That no, you're doing? but I, you know it's funny. I could go through each season and I would know if I did the game or not. I would okay. remember, but it would take some effort by you. Oh, it would take effort. No, yes. oh, I have My no idea nozzle. what the number is. Right, there's nobody over at
3: Rutgers who's like no. Jerry's upcoming on number no, three hundred. I don't think they care. No, that's
6: that's my point. It's number five hundred. They, they care. No, I, from the standpoint of like he said, you're worried about mm. the team and the who's got a thousand points. Who's got five hundred rebounds? They're
5: worried about how many games we announce. <laughs> I don't think so. All right, I'm telling you, if they didn't like you or they didn't like Minko you guys would not be there. Agreed. They are very aware of of who you are, what you're doing, and how long you've been doing it. I'm just telling you. Yeah, years, maybe. Years, not games.
6: There's no chance. And I do think it's possible you approximate it, too. I do. But there have been some guys that have done, you know, announcing for 40 years, you can approximate it. It's my 1,000th game. I'm going to get you the answer on
3: this. I'm going to get the facts on this. In terms of how they found out? I know the person I asked All who right. is not John Minko, because John Minko's not a texter or anything like that. I know straight the person to go to to get this answer. Okay. okay exactly. I will do it.
6: Uh, it's a good one. I'm not going there. Though. Okay.
3: I'm not going there.
6: But that's a oh, that might even be a better one than I was because thinking. Because he's there. He's their engineer.
3: You're right. So uh, how
6: many games has he engineered? <laughs> oh my God. Uh, Madge <laughs> has been doing that. a right. He's He was with St. John's back when they were on Fan, right? I mean, you're probably mm-hmm. talking... Thousand games? I mean, I would think
5: that would be one that you would celebrate. Or Met Games. Think Met about Games, it. oh my yeah, God. Yeah, Met Games too. How about he, first, he
3: threw on a first pitch, I think, didn't he? Match? Yes. I wow. think he did, yeah. So they did honor him there at some point. All right, we got to take a break. Yeah, very much. <laughs> Boomer and Geo coming alive in the Built for Tough studio.
7: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Modelo is your reward. Modelo, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port Chicago, Illinois.
3: All right, Boomer and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. Chargers' job is filled. With Jim Harbaugh, if I had a choice of anybody in this hiring cycle, including Bill Belichick, I would have hired Jim Harbaugh just because he's younger, and I've seen him win everywhere, and the way that he turns quarterbacks... Into great quarterbacks is has been amazing throughout his career. So him working with Justin Herbert is just tremendous. And with Bill Belichick, I would need to see Josh McDaniels there with him or some other great offensive coach. I know Josh McDaniels is a horrendous head coach, but obviously he's a great coordinator. But is Belichick going down to Atlanta? Vince in Alabama has got some thoughts on that.
4: What's going on, Vince? Good morning, gentlemen. What's up, man? Man, no thing but a chicken wing. All right. <laughs> I was going to let you guys know, I went up to the, uh, the Jets Falcon game in uh, December 1st, 2nd. It was miserable. Mm -hmm. Two horrible teams to watch. So that was, that was bad. But we, you know, we haven't been pining for Belichick because of, you know, the the Super Bowl history with us. And then hardball, we've got the NFC championship game in 2012. We had the lead at halftime. It was one of the worst nights of my life. My son cried for like a week. So, um, I think we want we want a quarterback whisperer to take on maybe Jaden Daniels and um, you know just try to start new with that and not have to deal with the Belichick you know mean old man syndrome.
3: <laughs> but let me ask you though, Vince, I, I have terrible memories of my team losing big games too. But if the person who beat me wanted to be the head coach. I wouldn't have a problem with that. I mean, a player is a different thing. Like when Brett Favre came to the Minnesota Vikings, I had, a, I had a tough time with that in the beginning. Then he ended up playing great and it was awesome in that first year until he threw that pick in the championship game. But if like a coach who I know is a great coach beat my team and came back his team and Tom Brady came back from 28 to three and, and won. Now he wants to be my head coach. Like I, I would love that.
4: No, I totally get it. I just think that the shines off of Belichick. I think the past three years and and what happened with Mac Jones and that they really did not look like a, a great team. They didn't look like they were coached well. I think that's just taking a little bit of shine off of that. And I think we're wanting to kind of roll the dice with uh, the new it girl. You know, yeah. It
5: is. Well, I mean, you had the it girl and Arthur Smith before that. You had the it girl and Dan Quinn. I mean, you guys end up hiring a lot of. Uh, You know, assistant coaches, first-time head coaches. I mean, you know, Arthur Blank ain't ain't getting any younger, that's for sure. No. I mean, nobody is. Uh, And this is the
3: same thing we talk about Jerry Jones and his desire to need to win right now. Not just want, but need.
5: At least Jerry Jones hired a, you know, a coach had won a Super Bowl. Like, you know, Mike McCarthy, he went down. Yeah. You know, he went and got Parcells. He brought in McCarthy after Jason Garrett. I mean, he did, and he wanted somebody that had the experience.
3: Well, the other thing is, too, I mean, how greedy can you be? He was also the owner. I know it's a long time ago, but he was the owner when they had a dynasty. You know what I'm saying? Like, Arthur Blank hasn't had a dynasty, hasn't even had a championship, and he's got the worst Super Bowl loss in history on his resume as an
5: owner. So 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 listen to this. Listen to this now. Let me hear it. All right, I'm going to tell you. So the Dallas Cowboys had a dynasty with Jimmy Johnson. And Jimmy Johnson wanted a, you know, a little bit of credit for that dynasty. And all of a sudden, those guys have a fallen out. And then what happens to the team? Well, they won one more Super Bowl with Barry yeah, Switzer. Yeah, because that's such a great team. And then I you know. can see the frustration on Troy's face for years and years and years after that. They probably fell. I bet you Troy feels if we would have kept Jimmy Johnson, we probably would have won four more Super Bowls. Probably. Yeah. Would have been a dynasty throughout the 90s. But here's the thing. You know, uh, <laughs> this is what happens. Like so, when now you're coaching down there in Dallas. Jimmy Johnson left all those years ago because of all the meddling and all the crap that goes on around the team. So whoever is coaching that team better be able to handle all that crap. And that's why Mike McCarthy is still there. Like he gets it, he understood it. That's Jason Garrett kind of understood it. You know, and Parcells went down there. That it was successful, but but it it, it was it was